0: do is talk about my perspective as the chair of King's College Hospital but also actually what has been the bulk of my career which is local government so try and bridge these two worlds if you like and I think they very much come together. I think the first thing we should say is that this is considerably better than we expected or feared. You might say it's still tough and it is and I'll come on to that in a minute. It was though a late adjustment in the numbers I pick up from colleagues who work in government. It was helped by the OBR forecasts but, and it was very hard fought. We should not lose sight of that. But we should recognise some of the achievement actually in getting this better settlement. So actually I think we should say that. What I think it has done though effectively is avoided uh, what I saw when I was leaving government as going full steam ahead towards a brick wall. So it absolutely had to happen in my view, both on health and on care, we were heading for a brick wall. So to some extent, Osborne has bowed to the inevitable. Something had to give in the numbers, and, and it has given, which doesn't diminish the achievement of persuading the Treasury and others that something needed to change, because believe me, that is not easy to do. There is always the small print here. And my kind of way of looking at the numbers, we've got 3.8 billion, next year but of that 2 billion effectively is covering what we know now to be a deficit in the system. I think there's about 900 million needed to cover new costs particularly pensions and so you can do the math. There's not a huge amount extra in reality that's available here in terms of the pressures on the system. That's one point to bear in mind. Secondly in relation to local government, Sarah will say more about this, The spending power, the equivalent real terms reduction in ability to spend in local government over the period is about 6.7%, which is a lot less than the last five years. But it assumes council tax going up effectively by all councils by 4% every year for five years, when the public have enjoyed pretty much council tax freeze for five years. That's a huge shift, a huge shift. And I wonder how many councils are going to be able to have the bottle to see that through, to be blunt. So that's another bit of the small print. last bit of the small print to say here is that the £1.5 million that comes in by 1920, additional on the Better Care Fund, a good half of that comes from local government's existing funding. So it's a redistribution within go- local government rather than new money to local government. It's about half of it. it's genuinely new. So look at the small print very definitely. What would my overall conclusion be? Well, I think we have avoided disaster through this in the short term, but we haven't tackled the fundamental structural problems in the way things are funded on health and care. First point on that, already been made by John. We spend massively less, but the percentage is falling in terms of GDP. We spend massively less than our equivalent countries. That, for me, is not a sustainable model. We haven't yet resolved the issue of the long-term sustainable funding of the NHS. And whilst ever that's the case, we're going to keep staggering from year-on-year injections of funding to keep the show on the road, I think. So there is a fundamental funding issue that hasn't yet been addressed. Secondly, the Lansley reforms, and this is somebody coming new into health, if you like having not seen the impact on the ground i was genuinely surprised at how much it had fragmented the system when you ask who's in charge it's not easy to say when you want to change things it's not easy to do across systems And that's important because we have to change quite rapidly, quite significantly. And how do you do that in a very fragmented system is a big question for me. Third issue, we have a real mismatch between the reality of acute trusts and what people want it to be. The external world wants to see shifting money away from acute into community care believes that we put too much into our acute trust, particularly into hospitals like King's, and the perception that some or other they're engineering the system to keep the level of usage up. The reality, if you're in a hospital, is you're desperately trying to manage demand down. We're not touting for business. So we have a mismatch between the real world in hospitals, virtually all of them in deficit, virtually all of them trying to desperately manage demand down, and a world outside that says, why aren't these hospitals changing their way they do things? Now, we either have to acknowledge we have a real problem here or we have to redouble our efforts to shift the balance of demand and activity. We can't carry on with this parallel worlds, really, and parallel perceptions. Fourth thing I'd say in terms of the issues, we're still in a world of short-termism, massive short-termism. It seems to me bizarre, I'll put it as bluntly as that, that you're shifting money from capital to revenue when there's inadequate investment in the basic infrastructure in health. This is short-term fixed stuff with a vengeance. I know why it's being done. I understand why it's being done. But in terms of any kind of organisation, you would not do this. You would invest for the future. Secondly, I really worry... Not got much publicity, the reductions in the education budgets. When I met the Deputy Heads of Nursing yesterday, this was the thing that most concerned them, because actually it's the thing that gives them the investment in them as people and their development, and we're cutting back on that. That seems to me not part of being a learning NHS, it seems to me. And the third thing is, I think we are potentially storing up, having, we hope, averted issues with the junior doctors. We may be going straight into another set of issues with the nurses, I think. We remain in a world where, to put it at its mildest, industrial relations are very fragmented and morale is very, very challenged at the moment. One last point. Integration is the way we should go, but the pace of change is too slow. We haven't yet found a sustainable, effective way of moving towards integration across the piece. And part of that links to the fragmentation and lack of system leadership. So some ways forward. We absolutely need to look again at what is the long-term funding model for the NHS. Well, actually, the NHS and CARE. One of my colleagues in the Lords, Lord Patel, constantly asked for a Royal Commission. I'm beginning to think he's right, actually. We were talking about that earlier, Philip. Secondly, we can't carry on with the world of finance as we have it now. I was genuinely shocked when I came into this role, how much the kind of core financial disciplines have broken down within providers. If you're in local government, You have to, by statute, balance your budget year on year. You just do not do anything else other than that. You have to have effective, usable balances. Ideally, up to about 5%. We used to have 10%. That's the way you run things. You cannot reach a situation that we did in Kings, where we overspent by 47 million and had no balances, and would literally have run out of cash. Somewhere or other, we have to sit down with NHS England, with Monitor, and sort out a robust financial regime that is of the same ilk between health and local government. It's just unsustainable to carry on with this way of doing business, in my view. I say that as somebody who had probably one of the biggest deficits at our hospital, of any, in the system. And parcel of that is reforming the tariff regime. I know it was a big debate last night. The tariff barely covers break-even when you should be creating surplus is to reinvest back in the business. This is not the way to do it. And unless you get to grips with that, we're just going to stagger on in my view. Third thing, we have to find a way of developing effective local system leadership. It will be different in different places. Manchester has a model, other places have different models. But unless we do that, we won't be making the system changes to match the institutional changes. Fourth thing, I think... Acute Trust had to get better and more consistent about driving efficiency. I don't believe actually we've found all the potential efficiency savings, and we should put our hand up and say that. But alongside that, we need transformational programs. At King's, we will invest in fundamental top to bottom reviews of our pathways of care in key areas, areas where we particularly think there's scope to make an impact. We've got to fundamentally review how we do outpatients, for example, which is not done in the way it could be. So there is a responsibility on individual institutions to drive efficiency. 2%, which is what we're being asked to do, would be seen as a walk in the park for most of local government. So let's just be clear about it. We need a transformation and an efficiency programme. And then the last point really is we absolutely need to find a way of maintaining investment in people, in property and in innovation. The short-termism means we're not doing the sort of investment in the organisation. All the staff say to me at King's and it's a brilliant institution by the way, they believe in the organisation, they'll do their bit to get us out of the financial challenges we face but they want to see us invest in developing King's, developing them as well as keeping the show on the road. And if there isn't, if you like, that vision and hope for investment in the future, we're going to have a very tough time indeed keeping our staff on side with what we're doing. Thank you very much.